Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney Dennis Vetrano, the show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney Dennis Vetrano. Hello, everybody, and welcome back again to Divorce Stories. We're at episode number 14, and I'm your host, divorce attorney Dennis Vetrano. And remember, if you have a question you'd like to hear us answer on the podcast, don't hesitate to send it to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. Again, email your questions to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. So this is an interesting topic today, and it has to deal with co-parenting, one of those issues I get clients calling me about all the time. So here's what we're talking about. You can, but should you? Six do's and don'ts to co-parenting. Now, co-parenting, if you're not aware, is basically trying to parent your children when you're no longer in an intact family, now you're in a split family, either post-divorce or if you've had children together and are not married, you're simply split and living in two different households. So here's number one. Never negotiate time with your kids for money. I know that sounds terrible, but I've had people ask me that many times, many more times than I can count. Say, hey, you know, if I told them I would just, uh, you know, not have any visitation, would they not ask me for child support? Now, for me, knowing the connection that I have with my kids and how much I love my kids, I couldn't understand that. But for some, they try to do that. Now, look, here's a couple of problems with that. Number one, legally, even if you give up visitation with your kids, you don't ever really get to a point where the other side can completely waive child support. They can try to do it in legal documents, and I've seen it done before, but it's really not anything that's reliable or enforceable. And let me say this. Coming from me, someone who has two kids and is a divorce lawyer, there is no amount of money that's worth time with your kids. And if you don't see that now, I'm giving you that advice because believe me, if you don't see it now, you'll see it five years from now, ten years from now. Number two, always take the time. Anytime I do a consultation with a client regarding custody and visitation or divorce, I always suggest to them these cases begin and end with time with your kids. So if you're soon to be, well, if your ex-spouse or the parent of your children has a new boyfriend or girlfriend and they want to go out to dinner with that person, listen, Check your emotions at the door. I've seen so many people say, oh, well, I want to stand in the way of them being able to go out with their new boyfriend or new girlfriend. I'm going to tell them I'm not going to take the kids. No, don't do that. If they say they want, I tell my clients, if they say they want to go out with their new boyfriend or girlfriend, pay for dinner for them. Let them go. Let them go. Spend as much time with your kids as you can. If their work schedule is getting difficult and they, they need to find child care, yes, be that person who takes the kids. Okay? You want to spend as much time as is possible with your kids And again, also bear in mind, you want to try, you want grandparents involved for sure. You want to utilize child care providers when necessary so you have your own individual time. But let's try not to abuse that either. You know, grandparents are important, but you really want to have that be one-on-one time with your kids. Very important. Number three, you must, you must always have a real-time mode of communication with the other parent. And why is that? Bear in mind, in the digital age, everybody's got a smartphone, right? I know I do. I get emails real time. I get texts real time. If there's an emergency 
or there's a major decision that needs to be made, a major emergency decision, or even a day-to-day decision, or like I had happen the other day, school calls and says, hey, your kid can come in on Monday and Tuesdays rather than Thursday and Fridays. What do you think? Well, if you don't have a real-time mode of communication with, your, with the other parent or your ex-spouse, how are you going to be able to have input on that decision? And again, this is also, you want to be in tune with all the things that's happening in your kid's life. So pictures of them riding a bike, being able to show up to a ball game if it's rescheduled. These sorts of things are super, super important, and you want to make sure you take part in those. Number four, always. I said always, right? always take the high road. And I don't care how many times that person on the other side has tried to take advantage of you. Always take the high road. Make sure you're checking your emotional baggage before you start trying to figure out how you're going to navigate through parenting your kids in a split family, okay? Because what I find in these cases, now again, I've been handling divorces and custody and visitation litigation for over 20 years, and I'll tell you, Literally, 90% of the time, all of, of the vast majority of the acrimony that comes up between the two parties regarding custody and visitation has nothing to do with the kids. What it has to do with are, is the emotional baggage or the remnants of the relationship, the broken relationship that's left over. They say, ah, they cheated on me. I've got to get back at them. Oh, you know what? During the marriage, they treated me really badly and I finally woke up and now I'm going to get back at them. Or, you know what, they were controlling the money, they never let me spend money, they made me work too hard, they made me pay for everything. Forget about all that stuff. You've got to check that baggage at the door, okay? Because what I want you to do is be flexible. Give them extra time when you can. If they're late, try to be understanding. Try to make sure that for religious activities or vacations that you make those things work, okay? And why do I want you to do that? I want you to do that for three reasons. One, because if they have a last-minute vacation scheduled for Disney World for your kids to go, you don't want to be that guy or gal that stands in the way of that vacation because, hey, it's my weekend. You know who loses? The kids lose. That's who loses. And the kids will remember that. So make sure you're doing those sorts of things for the kids' benefit. Number two, You want to create a record, should you ever end up before a judge or in court, that you are the parent who's in the best position to foster a strong relationship between the children and the other parent. That's one of the largest hot-button issues in custody and visitation right now. So make sure you're doing that. And number three, and this is pretty basic, you want to create a spirit of goodwill, okay? I know it's hard. I know there may be animosity. There may be a boatload of emotional baggage or remnants of the broken relationship left over. But guess what? Get over it. That's my advice. Number five, never agree to an order that appeases someone's parental pride. Out of all of the cases that we have as divorce lawyers, I will say probably 90% of the time, Both parents come in, or at least one parent says, I want 50-50. And usually the person that comes in and says they want 50-50 is the parent that's not involved with school, never went to the teacher meetings, never went to the doctor's appointments, never picked the child up from daycare. Teachers have no idea who they are. 
They never coached any of the sports. They never went to the ball games. And now, and also the person that doesn't even provide the bulk of the care when they're home. No homework, no put to bed, no, no, no PJs, no brush your teeth at night. They don't do any of those things. And they walk in and they say, I want 50-50. Why? Because I'm their mother or because I'm their father. Well, listen, if you agree, to, if you are the primary custodian, if during the relationship, during the marriage, or while you were together, you were always the primary custodian to a fault, you should not be agreeing to a circumstance where the other parent now has 50-50. And there's a number of different reasons why you want to do that. You want to be realistic about their work schedule and their availability to actually have the kids with them. You also want to make sure you're doing what's comfortable for the kids. Bear in mind, this is one of the most difficult things your kids will have to undergo during their childhood. And you want to make that transition as easy and as seamless for them as is possible. And number three, you want to make sure that you resolve a schedule, a schedule of custody and visitation, time that the kids are going to be with you and them, based on the now. Parents are going to walk in, and we, we have a number of cases pending like that right now. They're going to walk in and they're say, hey, well, I'm going to change my work schedule. I want 50. You were never the primary caretaker, but they're going to say, hey, I want to change my work schedule. I want 50-50. Now I'm thinking, uh, you know, oh, yeah, well, we'll get a 50-50 schedule. And then, of course, nine times out of ten, and I've seen these cases after the fact, when you acquiesce to a 50-50, when you know it's really about a 90-10, 70-30 in your favor, turns out after that order's entered, you're doing something completely different than what's in the order. It's unrealistic, and it's not anything you should ever really consent to, and you should make sure you put your foot down in that regard. Number six, always use your tools. And by that, I mean organizational programs for parenting, things like Talking Parents or, your, or My Family Wizard. Just make sure you're taking advantage of, and listen, I did a search, and, and I'm familiar with you, My Family Wizard and Talking Parents, but there are a whole host of other ones out there. So all you need to do is take a look. And these things you can put right on your phone, and it will, and it will help you organize extracurricular activities, exchange times, vacations, schedules, all of those things. So make sure you're using those tools because they're out there and they're readily available. Number two, as part of use your tools, parenting coordinators. I, they seem to be more and more popular these days. Now, the parenting coordinators are generally counselors who will assist you and the other parent in working through general decision-making issues regarding extracurricular activities and what have you, parental exchanges, those sorts of things. And also, number three, and this is, the, this is kind of the last tool you can really use, but I always encourage people to use this as a, as a last stop, basically, before you get into court. Listen, if you need to make major wholesale changes to the order, or it seems like you're just not being able to resolve this issue with your ex-spouse or the parent of your children, the other parent, listen, before you put pen to paper, because I will tell you, you call the family court, they're going to say, come on in. No, no cost for filing. You just file a petition. File whatever you want. Just go in there and file a petition. And they don't tell you all the time, money, and aggravation that comes afterwards. So, what do I mean by that? Use a mediator. It is so much easier to mediate your custody and visitation issues and or use a parenting coordinator rather than the immediate knee-jerk reaction of filing a new petition in family court. So there you have it. Six do's and don'ts for co-parenting. And 
you know what? This is coming from a divorce lawyer. I've seen it all. I'm hopeful that these six do's and don'ts can help you in co-parenting with your ex-spouse or the mother or father of your children. Certainly try to use those as best you can. And what I'd like to see in these circumstances is less acrimony, more working together. And like I said, because you've got to bear in mind, why are we doing all of this? Why do we do any of this? We do this for the benefit of our children. And believe me, children of divorce, they appreciate it five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. So thanks again for tuning in to episode number 14 of Divorce Stories. And listen, if you'd like to hear your question answered on our podcast, do not hesitate to email it to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any questions about custody and visitation in New York or what your options are in these particular cases, also don't hesitate to reach out to us at drvetranolaw.com. That's drvetranolaw.com. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you again next time.